I should start recording all the time beforehand, but I don't. And that's just kind of par for the course for us. I know it is. <laughs> I'm just trying. I, I just really want my podcast voice to come through whenever I'm recording. Well, mission accomplished. Well, thank it's you. A, thank you very much. It's a beautiful voice. I think so. A beautiful voice for a beautiful person like me. Wow. I just, that's a whole, that's a little Yeah, I just shit, threw up but, my mouth a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of throwing up in your mouth, John, yeah. I got a question for you. Sir. Do you cook a lot? They used to call me Sir Cook a lot. Sir Cook a lot. So no, I know not really. Last I'm glad week you're asking this because this, I actually wanted to talk about this. So go. Well, be and the reason I thought of it was because last week when I I called you during the work week, you were in a kitchen for a minute cooking, right? Was that or something like that? It was earlier this week. It was just a couple days ago. Yeah, it was last week. You know, because we're it's the weekend now. <laughs> last week oh i see because this is tuesday and it was last week oh i see so you're going on the day that this airs not the day we're actually recording i get you now yes it was last week have you been drinking not yet i will soon though it sure sounds like it you probably should it's a little too early in the morning (laughs) whatever (laughs) as if there's any such thing for you that's true it's five o'clock somewhere right so i wanted to talk about that just for a moment because it's really kind of opened my eyes. And and if you're not familiar, and I, Nick, about this uh, last month when he called me in the kitchen, I'm just making up last month. Uh, <laughs> we are, our church is doing, a, it's kind of cool where they go out to serve the community we're in. And it's a small town of like 5,000 people. And what they do is find some needy folks around who need things done around their houses. Um, for example, we've done things like drywall or repairing decks or painting or re-roofing houses. I mean, some can be dramatic. Some are just, you know, minor things, but we just want to be good stewards in the community. The point is we don't do it to try to, you know, uh, do anything and get all these accolades. It's because you're supposed to take, you know, good care of your community. So that's the idea. What happens is we get a hundred ish people to help in this effort every year And we've done it for many years now, but we have to feed them. (laughs) And so this year, instead, because I'm terrible with drywall and many other things, uh, construction related, we decided that we would take on the cooking uh, ministry, I guess you could call it this year. And so we are cooking for hundred and between a hundred and 150 people every day for Let's see, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, for five days in a row. Wow. And I've never done that before. So, you know, there are, uh, my wife, God bless her, is doing most of the work and most of the planning. And there are are some precedents uh, set that were set from previous people that did it. You know, you need this much meat for X number of people and so on. And uh, it's been quite a learning experience because there are a lot of people who, uh, you know, they go through, and it's a serve yourself, it's like a buffet line, but they go through and you got to constantly not only prepare all the food and get it all ready and everything, but you have to be ready to replace it. So you run out of cheese, you better have more cheese or spaghetti, you better have more spaghetti. Especially cheese in Wisconsin. Well, yeah, and when I say when you run out of cheese, we actually 
probably have cows right outside that we milk and then make the cheese right there. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you do. Yeah. I'm sure you but do. But anyway, it, it's been quite an experience for me. I don't know if you have done that. I mean, you know, we've made for family or you have company over and you're having, you know, 20 people for Thanksgiving or something like that, but never sure. anything to this degree. Have you ever done that? I have once when I was back in high school, but it, that was a long time ago and I don't really remember much of it. But one of my favorite things to do was cook with my mom. So anytime we had a large family gathering, it's not 150 people, but we would be the ones in the kitchen cooking. So not that I can really relate wholeheartedly, but I, I can see how uh, I, I know how much fun it can be. And I also know how much work it can be when, especially when you're trying to satisfy uh, multiple people that aren't necessarily immediate family. Well, and the good part is it's a church. So I think hopefully by nature, they're they're thankful rather than <laughs> judgmental. I guess it depends. I guess it depends on the church. Yeah, I maybe mean... so. <laughs> exactly. I hate you. God will strike you dead for this hamburger. That's right. That is right. <laughs> Fortunately, that well, I, I have not heard any of that. Doesn't mean so, they haven't. Well, you never know. Yeah. It's just I guess it might depend on what part of the country you're in too. Who knows? So has this this adventure of yours, this this uh, really cool thing that you and your wife have done, has that turned you on more so to cooking or has it turned you off of cooking oh, at home? Oh, I don't think it's affected it because it's such a different animal, Nick, where you go. Uh, so we've got these great big um, pots and I want to say 10 gallons maybe in each of these big pots. And so I'm grounding beef, grounding, browning beef. You're in, grounded <laughs> in those things rather than, you know, on a, on a skill like I would normally do if we're making, you know, some sort of a, a ground beef dinner. Um, so it, it's different and I'm doing 20 pounds rather than maybe two pounds. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just a whole different set of rules. Uh, you know, the same stuff applies, but um and just going to buy stuff sandwich meat for their lunches during the week uh, uh we had 20 pounds of turkey and 20 pounds of ham and we ran out this morning so oh my goodness <laughs> yeah so it's a run out That's to get crazy. another 10 pounds and you know off you go but uh and you're talking 10 pounds that's yeah well it, let me rephrase the question it hasn't turned you off of cooking at home necessarily because it's something different, but has it made you maybe want to become a chef or open up a restaurant or have, did do you have any thoughts like that before funny, or after? Funny that you would say that because one of the guys who has opened a restaurant and lost his butt said, Hey, you guys should open a restaurant. And he kind of giggled. <laughs> <laughs> Love that guy. And he, I said, there is absolutely no way. I mean, you'd have to be, I would have to be a multimillionaire to be able to open a restaurant because I know most restaurants, in my opinion, that fail, fail because of underfunding. They did not yes. anticipate something, don't right. you think? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I have friends who are chefs and, and the, some that are successful and some that aren't. And it, uh, it it's exactly that. It's not budgeting, it's underfunding and, mm. and or just uh, not having a good business plan in general, yeah. not being able to keep up with uh, supply and demand type of thing. Yep, exactly right. And, and I, you know, you see that a lot and they just erroneously think that, well, if I have a good product and, and uh, you know, tell people all about it, we're going to be profitable instantly. 
And that's not, not right. even close to true. It's not going to happen. So I used to work for a company called Small Business Television. It was an online television company mm -hmm. back in the early 2000s. I yeah. think I may have mentioned that before. People that know me know of that particular job that I used to do. Uh, one of the events that we would go to, we went to a lot of different, uh, what do they call conferences or, or live events or similar to pod, podcast yeah. or PodX that you and I went to. Uh, but it, the one we went to uh, most often, uh, there were two that we actually went to most often. One was SEMA, which is the Specialty Equipment Marketing Association in Las Vegas. That's awesome, dude. What an awesome show, SEMA. Oh, is. SEMA is so much fun. And I got it sure uh, there. We got to do a lot of fun things that most people didn't get to do. And I always got to do it with a camera, which doesn't sound too odd now. But back then in the early 2000s, we're talking cameras that are sitting on my shoulder. They're not little right. GoPros or anything because they hadn't quite uh, entered the market necessarily at that point. So we're, I'm riding, for example, in a dune buggy going up and down dunes and mountains and hills and climbing with a shoulder or a camera on my shoulder the whole time. So <laughs> it, it was very interesting. Anyway, one of the other shows that we often... Uh, visited we went to quite often actually was the nra show really and yes i'm doing a pause there the nra the national restaurant association <laughs> in chicago <laughs> yeah see i had to pause because a lot of people look at me funny and i do it on purpose the nra <laughs> but the national restaurant association is a lot of fun and it's massive and it's in chicago which we all know is a foodie paradise they've got a lot of different no restaurants doubt. and but one of the reasons that we went to the nra and interviewed people is because restaurant the restaurant business has some of the most prolific entrepreneurs in our country also has a lot more entrepreneurs than most other businesses but most other categories of business or industry mm -hmm. because restaurants go in and out of business so often <laughs> that's a great point. so there are a lot of people there a lot of great information and part of the the charter of small business television was to educate small businesses or entrepreneurs or anyone looking to become an entrepreneur or start their own business. Having interviewed a lot of these restaurateurs, we get a lot of really good information, the good, the bad, the ugly of owning and operating not just a business, but also a restaurant. And so we, we learned a lot and we got to eat a lot of great food and uh, just got to meet some incredible people during the during our visits to the nra so two things the national restaurant association how big is that convention or do you recall how big was it? it's uh i don't recall specific numbers but it was massive we yeah. walked i think i probably walked about 10 miles every day just wow. within the conference center. See, that would be uh, fun let's put just it, to go one of those. I mean, even oh, that, you know, not in that business. Yeah, SEMA SEMA's massive and bigger, the bigger Las than Vegas, the NRA. Yeah, I mean the National Health no, Association. Come no, on. That's so this is the interesting part. The NRA would probably choose Las Vegas over Chicago. And again, this is back in the yeah. early 2000s when I was told this. They would probably choose Las Vegas, but the Las Vegas convention center is too not small yeah yeah so that's why they chose chicago and it's not even a lot of the the venues that we traveled to were a little bit smaller one of them in chicago that we went to for other events was out in rosemont, rosemont. yeah rosemont yeah. the horizon that you yeah call it. and that 
that particular venue was too small for this. So this right. was at the downtown Chicago McCormick Convention Center, Center McCormick. Yeah, McCormick Center, the like, one that yeah. spans spans the two high, on both sides of the highway. Yep. So it, it was massive and and still is to this day. So I, I had mentioned my my restaurant owner friends. They go every year to the Restaurant Association, and that's where they get a lot of their stuff um, for the restaurant. Cool. Um, okay, so you know I love you, right? I, I well, I guess. In a va- in a very manly way, say that again because you cut out. I did not. No, I said you really it. did. I, I cut out on purpose. Yeah, oh. I, in a very manly way. I love in a it. very manly may, manly may, yeah. manly may, manly may. See, there you go. Now yeah. I've flustered you. Um, yeah, I need a drink. I need to loosen up. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to correct your uh, grammar. Please do. You said restaurant tour. That's incorrect. Oh, what is it? It's restaurateur. There is no N in restaurant. Oh, well, and you corrected my grammar for something I did not now, know. Let so. me let me say this to you because it's a very common error. In fact, so common that they have messed it up on the Food Network in doing announcements. <laughs> well, I we I'll have to admit that on SBTV we said that that. It, Said it the yes. same way, restaurateur. And I have a feeling I've never asked my current restaurant. How do you say it? Restaurateur. Restaurateurs, yes. how they pronounce it. But some yeah. of my other friends in the past have always pronounced it the incorrect way. With the N, yeah. So yeah. it is about as common in my experience as a grammarian <laughs> as the word expresso. Oh, yeah. Oh, but also. Expresso drives me nuts. Well, me too. And uh, yes, and I try to correct people. And my brother says that way, by the way. Uh, oh, really? Yes. <laughs> I say, how do you, I say espresso? espresso. I, I, but I'm also a coffee well, nut. You, I'm not a, a restaurateur. <laughs> restaurateur. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah. If you were, we couldn't afford to do this, probably. Uh, yeah, exactly. We'd be too busy uh, making waffles. But I'd be a lot more full. Yes, than I am but right we'd now. be really good at waffles, chicken and waffles. Yeah, very good at waffles. I don't know about chicken. I've never really had. Never. I'm. I'm nervous about chicken. Oh, so. And this is actually a very good segue. Good job. I'm very nervous about cooking chicken. <laughs> yeah, I did this on purpose. I, <laughs> like all of my segues. Oh, I'm, this is purposeful. Yeah, because we have a script and we're planning planned out months ahead of time, right? <laughs> Yes. I'd like John to insert laughter here. Ins- <laughs> okay. That's well, we have a laugh track. You never laugh. I, I just yes. caught you and recorded you at one point. We, if there is one side of this conversation that needs a laugh track, it ain't mine. It's yours. <laughs> true. You Very never true. laugh. You're just I always stoic. laugh. I just cut it out in editing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're so smart. Thanks. Thank you. Now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, segue into uh, into some of the questions that I had for you. But first of all, I want to start with, I'm very nervous about chicken and fish. The fish part to me is really, really funny because I love sushi. So I love raw fish. However, when I cook fish, I tend to overcook fish wow. as I do chicken. You and I are the I actually same, prefer right? over, do it. We're, I just say you and I are the same in that regard. All right. Yeah. I, it makes me very, very nervous. So I will overcook chicken. I actually prefer the taste of overcooked chicken than chicken that's done correctly. <laughs> that's all you've ever had, probably. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, I've I've gone to plenty of restaurants. I've had really good cooks make really great mm-hmm. chicken or fish. 
I've I've had it the right way. I just when I cook it, it makes me so nervous. Well, so about, I tend to overcook it, and and I do actually appreciate it overcooked a little bit more than. So here than is maybe I should. here's a minor suggestion that I have learned from my lovely wife, who is much more of the flavorful chicken. She so she does a roasted chicken that's just amazing, but she's gotten me to start using meat thermometer, and. And that is, I do way. use a meat thermometer <laughs> and then I'll stick it in. It says for, for example, say it should be at 140. I make sure it's at 180 before I take it out. <laughs> so the thermometer doesn't really help because you don't believe it doesn't the person matter. who said 160 or whatever is the correct, correct. temperature. Correct. <laughs> I need it yes. to be 220. Okay. Glad I got the thermometer. I need this thing to be crispy. <laughs> Which is really funny. You've, you you and I have gone to steakhouses before, yep. and you know how I like to order my and steaks. me too. Yeah. I order a steak, yep. you know, rare or medium yep. rare. Kind of, I, I still want it bleeding. I still want it mooing a little. <laughs> Chicken? Mm-mm. No. No. Pork? I have pork all the way done. I want that sucker to be done. <laughs> so pork you can get away with if it's like a pork tenderloin or something like that. That you can do medium right. and, and right. a little less even, but... Uh, I'm with you. On- yeah, Go ahead. I think the I was going to say I think the only fish that I I will feel okay with, depending on where I got it, feel okay with uh, searing, and that's tuna. Tuna for sure, and, and that is that's the only way, in my opinion, the only way to eat that is when it's. When it's- oh, absolutely. Unless again, that's depending true. on where I got it. If I got it at the grocery store and it was a block of frozen tuna, which yeah. I do once in a while, yeah, I don't trust it. I don't know how long it was set out before they froze it. I'm just going to cook the hell out of it don't to make sure get it's okay. It. Buy I usually don't, but once in a while, I just, I'm having a hankering. Yeah. Well, you know, when I get my tuna at the gas station, um, it's usually very good. Yeah. Well, you can light that stuff up and, and flambe it pretty quickly. It's got the gas all over it. <laughs> Go to a high quality, especially with tuna, which is, I mean, fabulous when it's done correctly. But right. go to a, spend a little more and get a good, you know, uh, a good one. Uh, the reason oh, it's not about price; it's just about access. <laughs> I am in the middle of the country. I don't even have a great lake no, near me. That's true. All of our lakes here are dammed up rivers. Damn, damn it! You do not want to eat the tuna. I would get out of one of the great lakes. No, I really no. Uh-uh. <laughs> so I would say that if yeah, and if you get a good piece of fish it's fine the only thing i'm concerned with is not safety with fish but rather you know when it's not done it's that i I, yeah gosh what's the word i'm looking for it's like a slimy yes it's texture it's texture for sure for sure yeah and yeah i agree with you so salmon for example salmon you can actually cook a little bit Uh, there i guess not necessarily medium rare but i guess People do cook it about medium oh, rare, depending sure. on um, or, or the, rare. the salmon itself. It can yes. be it's, or rare. Yep. It's it's fairly safe. Yes. But I, it, for me, it's the texture. I like the flaky salmon. I, I want it to be able to flake off and, and just I can cut it with a fork. So I overcook it. So what I'm going to do with, and I have talked about this, and now that you've said it, I'm sort of, my mouth is watering because I want to smoke my next salmon. Ooh, I would love to try that. I we talked to... about my smoker, and yep. it's and it's been wonderful with chicken, and I'm learning slowly with pork, which is a little tougher. Brisket tougher too, uh, but I think salmon would be a pretty easy go. 
My father-in-law makes a really good barbecue sauce. I'm going to save you a, a bottle. Oh, I would when, love that. When, so I'll give it to you next time. It's really, really good. It's called Heaven on a Pig for anyone that's interested. Heaven on a Pig. Uh, it's Heaven on a Pig. Okay. And it is. you can find him on Facebook under Heaven on a Pig. Um, reach out. He, he does sell the barbecue sauce. He used to own a barbecue restaurant. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, go cool. on. Sorry. Yeah, Shameless no, plug. I would love to taste that. And speaking of which, I... Uh, uh, some friends of mine and I are going to endeavor into a, um, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like a cross between a hot sauce and a salsa. And I want to give you some hmm. of that so you can try it. Okay. It is one of the finest uh, sauces I have ever tasted. And I've had it on everything from eggs to sandwiches to, I mean, it's just really, really good. And it's kind of vinegary and I'm a big vinegar fan when it comes to sauces yeah me anyway i I will i'll somehow acquire some for you so you can okay try it It, i would love that it's just amazing and speaking of sauce i found another hot sauce that i loved their marketing plan so i actually ordered it it's it's got black truffle in it no (laughs) oh really (laughs) i like black i have some well i do and i have some here it just arrived i haven't tasted it yet but maybe you and I could try some of that. Okay. We um, should do a live I, episode trying food, not live hey, episode, but we should a do really a, good idea. A, a food taste testing. Uh, it's going to, a lot of the people with, was it AMSR or AMS? No. AMSI. Not, not AMSI. Yes. The, For anyone who's listening that doesn't know, AMSI is a. What? Right. Isn't that the, like the whispering thing? Yeah, AMSR, yeah. AMSI, yeah. AMSR. No, AMSI is the auto group. Oh, AMSR. Okay. All right. R is the yeah. Is the whispering and being quiet. I think so. Yeah. So if anyone has uh, likes that sort of thing, then that would be a good episode for them to listen to. It, or if you have, um, what's the ocular? There's one where people can't stand the sound of chewing. Oh. So we'll, we'll make sure people know. <laughs> so we're going to piss off everybody. That, is that what you're saying? We're going we're gonna to piss right. off everybody. So we yes. should do That's that live and we should do it and post it on YouTube as well. So we'll put, get a camera. Oh, that would be, would yes. that be fun. That would be there great. Is, there yes, is it would. That, we'll uh, do that. Oh, gosh. They do hot sauce comparisons. I can't think of the name of it, but wings, something wings, W-I-N-G-Z, I think. Um uh, but I follow them on okay. YouTube, and, and it's kind of interesting to see they have celebrities on, and they make them eat these hot sauces on wings. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I think I've seen one or two. It's, of those. it's pretty yeah. interesting. But anyway, you and I could maybe replicate that, and uh, that, that would be okay. fun to try it with the sauce. It's a, especially, it's a plan. Yeah, good. Let's do that. That'll be fun. Or the beginning of a plan. It's never a plan until we've actually done it. Right. We make a lot of plans, and they just never happen. We do. Yeah, I want to go back to your camera thing because okay. you said something that I've experienced that was awesome. Um, years ago, a buddy of mine who's a, uh, among other things, a great cameraman and uh, producer and, and all of that. In fact, you guys would get along really well. Um, Leonard, he and I had a plan to um, do some, uh, some um, cooking shows, kind of like uh, Guy Fieri. Okay. And so, you know, his uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives, which is, it's entertaining. Um, It is. Yeah, I I enjoy watching. And we were going to do something 
on that uh, uh, on that bent, sort of. And we went to a Spanish restaurant that had newly opened in Detroit, and they were going to uh, let us watch them make a paella. Paella. And paella. And that is, I mean, it's an amazing process just to see it. And we had a great time. We walked in this restaurant, and it was early in the day. Oh, I want to say maybe just mid-afternoon or something like that. And there was a table of uh, 10 or 12 ladies. And I don't know if it was a bachelorette party or what it was, but Leonard is holding the camera and we come in with a microphone and we were suddenly rock stars. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. You know what I'm talking about. You walk around with a camera and microphone and and people Everyone wants to be on it. Yeah, yep. they will do so. not so much anymore, as you said, with phones and all of that. But when you have a real camera, a production <laughs> type model, it's amazing well, how so, people will react. Yeah, and but you're you're right on uh, several accounts there with because it's the there's so many people doing it now, it's become commonplace. But it's really funny. I, I've mentioned before Kara and Nate, the two Nashvillians who travel around the world and they're trying to hit right, 100 yeah. countries. They at the end of every video, they'll put a kind of a blooper reel in. And a lot of times you'll see people walking down the street as they're walking to, as Karen and Nate are walking down the street, talking to the camera, you'll see people jump in behind them and wave and, <laughs> and follow them around. It's, really, it's really comical that people still do that to this day. Yeah. And, and, but the other thing too, is cameras have changed a lot. And so I have a, a DSLR, which is a digital mm-hmm. um, single lens reflex camera. And it's a little bit older because I don't do it. It used to be my profession. I don't do it as a profession anymore. So it's a it's a Canon 5D Mark II. I think we're already wow. up to a Mark IV or V. And Canon. Lincoln's so up to a Mark VIII. It's, it's a little nine, bit older. I think. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. they've they've been out about the same amount of time. Um, the it's a full frame sensor camera that shoots video. And it is high definition, mm-hmm. not 4K, but it's high definition video. It's a very good camera, very expensive yeah. camera. I've got really good glass, which means lenses. I have very good lenses for it. My cell phone still shoots better video than that does. Isn't that amazing? It's just, it's astonishing. Because that, I, I'm just going to venture, I guess, wasn't an expensive camera. What, my phone? No. No, your your Canon. Oh no, my my Canon was very expensive. Yeah, that's why it was it not about, expensive. It was not inexpensive. No. no, and I bought it about eight years ago. Still a great sure. still frame camera. It's it, but the uh, the uh, the the video quality. Now, if I if I upgraded, I'd probably get as good a video quality, or not if not better, with some of the newer cameras. But still, I mean, it's this is a professional camera that I use that doesn't quite shoot but, as well as but I guess the, to the real um, point um, the cell phone can you mount the cannon on a selfie stick you could but you probably break the selfie stick <laughs> it'd be really heavy be really heavy <laughs> especially because I have all the gizmos and gadgets I've got a huge lens a 70 to 200 to 8 for those techie nerdy people um, that I that's what I normally have on there and I also have a battery pack extension. So it's not a small camera. It's massive. It is massive. Does it look like one of the guys on the sidelines of an NFL game? Not quite that big. Those are, those are 300 uh, to 600 millimeter lenses that they usually have on there. So no, mine only goes up to uh, 200. But you can do a pretty good zoom. I bet. Can't you? 
pretty pretty good, pretty decent. Yeah. And that's where phone cameras kind of fall short. Is the yes? Well, so I yeah, you can, but I don't use it necessarily for zoom. I use it for a depth of field. I like to take studio photographs. So if I I take my camera, I can stand a little bit further back, and then the I have a, a greater depth of, or a um, shallower depth of field because of the the lens is so long. And up until recently, you couldn't really do that on an iPhone or any phone for that matter. But now the phones are getting so good that I have a very shallow depth of field, even with my cell phone. And you can have lenses adapted to your cell phone as well. Uh, yeah, I've heard that. And I, I mean, is that something that real photographers or videographers will do? Depends on which one you talk to. There are some that are purists that will not ever even consider it and think that it's so much better, but then there are others that will go out and do it all the time. It, it really just depends. Um, it's like anyone, even in the car business, it's hard for people to accept change, even if it will make mm. your life easier. That, yep. But that's always been the case, especially in photography. You've got these $100,000 setup rigs that you can do and, and big fashion photographers use these things and you know, $10,000 cameras with, with digital backs and all that garbage. And then you've got some, there's one famous photographer who was one of the top photographers for the uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit mm-hmm. uh, edition. Oh, I've never heard of that. A lot of other fashion I've never heard of that. No, it's, uh, it's a very oh. obscure, very rare yeah. uh, magazine. But anyway, he used uh, disposable cameras. <laughs> did he really? For all of his photographs. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. That's very interesting. Yeah. That is very cool. If, if you, you can do so much with light and you have to have a very specific style, um, and, and that's what sets you apart, not necessarily your gear. Gear is just, it's a tool. And if you, you can, you can be a fantastic photographer, videographer with very little, if you know how to use your Mm -hmm. light and you know how to use your subject and you put people in the right poses and you frame things right. And then editing is also a a big factor in that. There are some photographers that refuse to edit outside Mm -hmm. the camera. They want to do everything in camera. And then there's some that just, I just want to take the picture and then we're going to edit and we're going to do everything in post. Everything will be done in Photoshop and they make some, both of them are, are probably very competent and, and produce incredible. Amazing. Work. So, I, you know, and, and I would think too, as you're talking through that, that if somebody, <laughs> if someone spent 10 or 15 or $20,000 on a camera rig, I mean, they're going to justify that spend. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> as long as they can, hundred percent. So, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I understand the the thing behind the purists or whatever, because nobody ever wants to say. I remember my buddy's first uh, 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 video camera that he had, and he had like a backpack that went with it mm-hmm. that included a beta player, oh. and <laughs> it did. And but yeah. it, the backpack itself probably weighed forty pounds, right. maybe thirty, but and the camera and he's going it's cool it was like a portable studio well today it's on your phone oh yeah absolutely well and uh, we all we we all fall victim to that when we started this podcast i decided to get a physical um audio board when i don't need that i can do everything inside the computer if i really wanted to Mm. it's a little bit more expensive to do it that way that was pretty much my deciding factor right now but now i've got a an actual physical audio level or an audio board where i do all of our levels and things like that when we're together um i don't really need that anymore well 
So, but I, I, I too fell victim. You to know that. what's cool though is is when you and I are together recording and then we take the soundboard down to the bar, man, women hit on us like crazy. Oh yeah. Right and left, especially yeah. in Nashville. <laughs> yes, because nobody's ever seen a soundboard. In Nashville. No, not in Nashville. They're, they're very rare here. <laughs> they sure are. Very yeah. rare. And, and you traveling with your ukulele too, that really makes quite an impact. You don't, you, I have a ukulele, you know, I do too. You know, I didn't know, but now, you know, you know, I do, I do, you know, it's a, so yeah, it's last, the last analogy I have for people that, that don't, uh, or aren't into photography and and know what the hell I'm talking about. It's kind of like autonomous driver driving in vehicles. Yep. I think there are a lot of people that support having a car drive itself, but those same people, some of them are hard pressed to give up a steering wheel. Even though the car can drive itself, they'd rather still have a steering wheel in there for safety, for just comfort, or someplace to put their hands, even though the car is doing Yeah, that's work. a good point. And, and, I, uh, and there are people like me who, and I wouldn't say I fight that. I really like it. So, and you and I have discussed this a little bit, but my car, my wife drives a, a nice luxury car, and it's, uh, it, it has some of those features. It's not autonomous, but it, it does stay within uh, the lane it has uh, you know 10 or 12 cameras that that ensure you don't hit things and it'll automatically apply brakes and blah 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 but it, even with that i and as much as i enjoy that i really do i like having uh, some control over the vehicle and i've always enjoyed driving anyway right so I don't know if I want to give that up and yes, maybe they're two separate things. Maybe transportation is one thing, but driving for the enjoyment of driving is another. I, I, I'm not sure how that will all transpire. I, but, um, I 100% agree. Yeah. And it's I enjoy driving up until I start dozing off at the wheel, <laughs> exactly. having something in there that, that will protect me and keep me safe and keep other drivers safe so I can actually keep going rather than having to pull off and yep. go to bed, you know. Yeah, that's not as convenient. Unless that's a little bit extreme. You have a potty but, pod. Unless you have a potty pod. We need to get our potty pod going. Bill Taylor. But let's get, so yeah. Hey, Bill. Yeah. Well, he's been sending me stuff uh, on Facebook about uh, different things, Jeeps and, and uh, campers That's and things awesome. like that. So he's, oh, by the way, I do need to announce, I don't know if he told you, John, but we haven't announced it to our listeners. He was able to sell his 1976 GMC truck. Oh, that's So congratulations. Awesome. What was our commission on that? Uh, we got, um, <laughs> was that a beep because you were swearing or because you were covering up the amount of money we've received? I was covering up the amount of money we received. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I didn't want people to know we didn't receive anything. We got good accolades. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Shoot. We're not going to help people sell their vehicles if they think we're going to do it for free. Come on. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, we got we got a lot of recognition from him and and a lot more, you know, we got at least one more listener. <laughs> so, I mean, that paid for they paid for itself for sure. Well, and I think But let's of, go back to uh I think go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say I think the part of the deal he made in selling the truck was that the guy who bought it had to listen to Potty Mouse. Exactly. It was part of the payment yeah. plan. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a payment plan. I mean, I, I don't know. So. I don't mind the money, but this potty mouse thing—I'm not sure I can handle those payments. You know what we should do next time 
is in lieu of that say, okay, we're going to sell this car for you, but the person who buys it has to listen to Potty Miles and also has to donate at least $10 a month on Patreon. Hey, now that is a brilliant idea. It came from me. Of course it's brilliant. Yeah, that's um, why I sound so surprised. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yes, yes. It is. It's brilliant. I'm so we, we have gone better. way in another hey, direction. I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you. How are you feeling? I feel great, but you had a cold. A little, and- a little cold. Yeah. A little cold up against cancer. <laughs> or they don't compare. Yeah, that's why. A cold is much worse than I cancer. Would- so I just want to know that you're feeling okay. <laughs> I, I am always able to play the cancer card in, in case somebody, you know, outshines me. Somebody did a really good presentation and the client goes, oh, that was an amazing presentation. I said, but I had cancer. And then suddenly the presentation is crap by comparison. You are so talented and and good looking and handsome and smart. Wow. I could go on. Yes, of course. Of course. Yeah. Anyway. So let's go back to our original. Thank you. And I'm glad you are. Now go. Go to our original. All right. Well, yeah, I'm trying to get us back on track, which never happens. But, you know. Kind of circuitous. um, so, So let's go back all the way back to the very beginning. You in your kitchen at home with Lisa, do you enjoy cooking? Uh, Okay. (laughs) This is going to get me in trouble. Lisa is a wonderful cook, and she would probably give her uh, mother much of credit for that because her mom was just a a wonderful baker and and chef and so on. Um, And Lisa is just is just supremely talented when it comes to that stuff. And she's always, uh, I mean, she knows so much already, but trying to learn more and try new things and stuff like that. So I am truly blessed by her abilities in the kitchen. That said, I envision myself as sort of a, you know, I can hold my own. So I might be her sous chef, but I'm down like three or four levels Okay, from the sous chef she deserves. Um, so I will, I don't like to get in her way and ask her if she wants me to help when she's making dinner. And most of the time she says, no, no, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> so that might in itself be enough to tell you. Okay. All right. I'm not bad. I can hold my own. I would not starve if, uh, if she were gone for a couple of weeks or something like that, I could probably somehow muddle through. And there's a Culver's nearby, so I could, you know, drive That's through if I had to. Very, well, well, you are in Wisconsin. You're not in Minnesota. Yeah. Did you see the the announcement um, earlier this week or last week? Are the Vikings folding? No. no. Worse. <laughs> Minnesota is the first state in the United States to ban drive throughs What? Yes. Existing drive-thrus will be able to keep going, but no new drive-thrus are allowed to ever come into the state of Minnesota. Okay, now tell us why. Jeez. It has to do with carbon emissions and the the vast majority of drive-thrus you have to um, idle at. And when you idle, you tend to put more uh, carbon emissions into the atmosphere. And so eliminating uh, drive-thrus will eliminate a lot more of the carbon going into the atmosphere. That's right. the explanation. Okay. I'm sure that's going to make, make a huge difference. Um, the numbers they gave were pretty impressive. And they, was, they used one McDonald's and said, you know, it's X number of millions of pounds of, of uh, carbon emissions every year sure. just from that one drive through. And then if you 
millions of pounds of carbon emissions. Yeah, it's on the weather. If you guys have the weather app on your phone, you can find it. It's if you go into the video side of the weather app, you scroll down, it'll walk you through all the numbers. It's it's interesting at the very least. So how about no, it's not interesting. It's crap. It's more government trying to control (laughs) what we do. So here's the thing. How about if how about my car, which or Lisa's car, which uh, the engine shuts off when I go through the drive through. I was my first thought. That was so are it, they going to have drive-throughs for electric vehicles only? Then what? Well, see, now you're now you're making sense. And how about Stop the carbon sense? To well, either that is how we need to go to recharge those electric there you cars. Go. Then I what? I don't know, John. I don't have the answer to that. I'm just reporting the news. I'm not making it. Yeah, I know, and I'm delighted that you brought that up because I can see you're passionate about it. Biking going under. <laughs> This is one of the least favorite things I would want to hear. I mean, I want the Vikings around because you got to have somebody to make fun of. But the as I'm from Minnesota and you don't hear an argument from me. I know because you're not really a football fan. I'm a, I like football. I just don't follow it. You like Green Bay Packers football. I do like Green the Green Bay Packers. Always have. <laughs> I really, I, I honestly already ha- always have. Have I ever told you why? Have we ever talked about this on this program? I think we did, but uh, but refresh our memory, our collective memory. Because I like money, and the Green Bay Packers are the only publicly owned company. That's true. Uh, or publicly traded football team in the country. Well, really publicly traded. They are owned publicly by the traded by the owned by the fans no, right yeah that's what i meant well yeah. but they don't really let you in i do have a share which is somewhere right i don't wall. have a share yeah i have one and it cost me I, 80 bucks about 15 years ago and it yeah. gives me no right what oh no but it's just neat it's that it's it, it's, it's owned it's by everybody thing. i agree totally that that because and that's the only way it's survived the team is to green bay right because otherwise it they could never, you know, NFL's, uh, uh, what do they call it? It's not collective bargaining, but it's it's like how they pay uh, uh, across the board. They kind of pool all the all the uh, uh, TV revenues right. and things like that. So it's broken down uh, so they can afford to stay in Green Bay. Right. But it's an interesting concept and certainly good because no matter what, they're not leaving Green Bay because the town. Right. Them. Exactly. And that's why I like them. Yeah, but that's yeah. not necessarily I, true because I used to own part of the Florida Panthers and they uh, that all ended up very badly in the end. Yeah, it kind of did. Yeah. yeah. And when you say you own, were you like the majority owner? Oh, God, no. It was 10 <laughs> shares. I had 10 <laughs> shares in the Florida Panthers. I think I just wanted to make sure we were clear on that so people didn't think you were just crazily wealthy. I am. Well, I we already know I am. We talk about well, I just didn't want people to know that. There's a difference, though, between wealthy and rich. Oh, big time. The players yeah. can be, the owners are wealthy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's usually exactly. what I hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm one of the owners. You're not necessarily, you're not the only guy to what? I said I'm the. I'm one of the owners of the Packers with one singular share. Which one share? Hey, you own a part of the Packers. Yeah. That's all that Which matters. Worth, but that's okay. And, and, it's it's worth something. Oh, it's it's all yeah. It's no. It's actually not. I can't sell it. I can't do anything with it. It has zero cash value. However, it's worth something. I'm not talking about cash value. Fans exactly. Yes. 
you can make because you have that you have all the right in the world to make fun of the vikings <laughs> I'm not so you that. had you had mentioned something about lisa getting her talent from her mom yes that leads me into my next question wow. which is something that that we my family has experience with mm-hmm. does your family or does her family have a family cookbook that's followed them down throughout history no or recipes specifically uh, certainly recipes yes uh, um uh, her grandma used to cook with lard <laughs> nice and if you've ever had oh let's just say cinnamon rolls or something like that prepared with lard you will never go back right to anything else it's Very true. just incredible um but yeah i mean they have certain recipes her mom used to make a uh a rum cake which was my favorite. And so she'd make it for me every year for my birthday. And uh, I'm sorry. All I heard was rum. Oh my gosh. It is unbelievable that. So we'll have hot sauce and then I'm going to force feed you rum cake too. Maybe we'll put uh, hot again, sauce on uh, the rum. You had me at rum. <laughs> anyway. You had me at rum, John. You had me at rum. <laughs> Anyway, that would be fun. You should you should try because it's just delectable, and I'm yeah, I am a sucker for it. So anyway, no cookbook other than um, Lisa would probably say the old Betty Crocker cookbook. She has her mom's that's literally falling apart, literally, literally falling apart. And um, I know, right? But yeah, it's, <laughs> but it's that cookbook. It's not really a family one, other than individual recipes. How about you? Uh, we, so both sides of the family, Jen's side, her aunt passed away, um, 2006, 2005, somewhere around there. Um, may, may have been a little bit earlier than that. I don't really remember the date. Um, but she had put together a cookbook, a family cookbook of all of her recipes and they put it in a book form and bound it. And then they gave it out as gifts to the entire family. So Hmm. they would have her recipes after she passed away. I, if I'm saying that wrong, anyone in the family, if it was before any of that ever happened, I apologize. But that's just how it was presented to me, is that it was given to everyone as a gift hmm. to remember cool. um, Jen's aunt from. Uh, my mom also did something very similar. It wasn't before she – it was be- technically before she died because she was still alive. But it wasn't because she was – she knew she was going to pass away. She did create a small list of family recipes that went all the way back to uh, my great-grandmother cool. and some of the, the Dutch recipes that we've had. Um, so we do have something like that. And I built a little website for my wife's family and included everyone on it. We don't have very many recipes up there yet because I, I've just like our, our posting on social media, the, uh, you know, all of the stuff that I say I'm going to do, I just haven't had the chance to <laughs> yes. get anything else up there since <laughs> I, I happen to be the only one to have access to that website. Anyway. Um, so, so the only thing up there currently on the recipe website is what, pancakes and hot dogs? Close. Chili. <laughs> There's just chili? That's There's it? It's just chili right now. Yeah. My, my chili recipe. That's awesome. But anyway, so we have that website and that's what I hope to put all of this stuff in because as you pointed out, the the uh, recipe books tend to start falling apart. My yeah. mom's is starting to fall apart. Mm-hmm. So I want to get all of that translated up there so it's it's saved digitally as but well. But there's still something case. about the tactile, you know. Oh, absolutely. Of, I've just enjoyed After that. my mom passed away, yeah. she had a, an entire bookshelf full of cookbooks. Mm-hmm. 
And I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I used to cook with my mom a lot, especially during family yeah. functions. So she she was big into cookbooks, loved cookbooks, and I took the vast majority of the cookbooks after she cool. passed away. So I have all of her old cookbooks and some of, of course, mine. But nice, um, really nice memories have to be associated exactly. with that too. That's wonderful. Yep. And I also have the Betty Crock. We have two of the Betty Crocker cookbooks. Yeah. So I, uh, yes, we have all of that and I love to cook. So it, it's really nice to be able to look back on some of those things. And I've taken some of those, including the recipe for the yes. chili, uh, because at one point I, I think I've mentioned this as well. At one point we did a vegan diet. So I have been able to adapt that chili recipe to make it a vegan recipe, hmm. which is not easy job. Well, not easy uh, and I know it, we went through a lot of change, a lot of, I know it's gotta be good because uh, it has its own website. Uh, absolutely. Well, that's not the vegan version. That, that's the, <laughs> that's the meaty version. That's got oh, sirloin in it. Okay. That's the only one I care about. Yeah. I, you know, well, I'm not going to eat the vegan one. And uh, the, everyone seems to love my chili. So I, I really, it was my mom's original chili recipe. And of course I put my own spin on it and it is one, we have a thing in our immediate family, the three of us. When I create something, because my wife is kind of the opposite of yours, and she will admit this, she is not a good cook. Okay. Uh, she wants to learn, but she's not a good cook. I'm the cook in the family. Mm -hmm. But when I'm on the road all the time, obviously she has to make meals for herself. You don't and make meals ahead and, for them. Come on. Well, we're get it. We'll get we'll get to that. <laughs> we, we do try once in a while. Uh, that's a whole leftover thing that I have an issue oh, with. But okay. She, she will go out and shop for them. Yeah. So she buys a lot of mac and cheese because that's what my daughter will eat. And she lots buys a lot of salad materials, a lot of mm -hmm. rice, mostly vegan stuff. We don't have mm -hmm. a lot of meat in the house usually. Um, but it's stuff that she can do quickly because they get home late later and sure. homework and all that stuff gets in the way. Right. So when I come home and this pisses her off so much. I haven't done any of the shopping and she wants, she would love a meal. So I'll go and look at the cabinet see what we have and I'll create a meal out of whatever we have. That's and the part cool. that ticks her off is the fact that it's good every single That's time. That's pretty cool. So you. a lot of times we'll sit there and if we like it, I'll look at everyone and say, is this on the menu? <laughs> so we actually have a menu of items that we'll cook regularly or that I will actually leave her directions on how to cook so she could cook nice. it when I'm gone. Nice. Yeah. So, so that's kind of the, that, side of things but is there a website i, I mean i think I, I can't remember if i've actually come across it. i know i've searched for it more than once where you can enter uh let's say 10 items that you have in your cupboards or wherever in the fridge and it gives you ideas about what to make based on those items i yeah i think there is i've only I ever used the bartending version of that but um <laughs> Yes, yes, the, I do believe That's that exists. Funny. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I do what I can. Uh, That's really good. I like it. Well played, sir. So is there a, a favorite recipe you have of Lisa's? Oh, gosh. Uh, truly. There Besides are, the rum There cake. are so many. She did something. We have a, um, so uh, probably 360 degrees, 180 degrees rather from you is my love of meat. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, no, hold on, hold on. Let's clarify that. I love meat. 
I love meat. I would eat meat every day, all day long. But I just know that if I do, I don't feel as well oh, I see. as if I limit it to once or twice a week. Okay. At that. 90 degrees at from most. you, maybe. Okay, maybe 40. Okay. That's six, 40. 40 is good. Let's, I'll agree we with have 40. a meat market that's, oh, eight miles from our house. And we love them. And it, it's a wonderful, oh my gosh, great quality food and so on. So we will go there usually once every couple of weeks and kind of load up on some stuff. I'm a big filet fan. And when you and I went out for steaks, I think both of us had filet, didn't we? We did. Yeah. And you yep. felt like crap for days. Anyway, the. I did actually. <laughs> I don't know if that'll. I think you had a cold though. Um, I was probably starting a cold. We, I, I picked up some filets and they were delightful, probably. And I'm not talking about big, I'm talking about eight ounce, maybe 10 ounce filets. Lisa made them in a sous vide. Ooh. Oh my gosh. And then she finished them in, and I've, I had no idea what a sous vide was before a few years ago uh, from a good friend who uses one and is a, a, an adept uh, uh, culinary expert. And, okay. And she mentioned it. And so I bought one for Lisa. A couple of Christmas. Is it a full on or is it just the wand that goes in a tub? It's well, I mean, it's both. I bought the tub, I bought the wand. Um, okay. And yeah. And I, as it turned out, I bought the steak. So she, <laughs> <laughs> she put, put them in the sous vide, did that whole thing, and then pulled them out at just the precise time and finished them on the cast iron on the stove. Nice. And she I him. won't tell you what she did to finish them, but it was naughty and i'm sure my cardiologist wouldn't like it anyway it was <laughs> uh, let me guess it had a lot to do with butter <laughs> butter and time and, oh my gosh that's the only way to butter. do it no i i love those sous vide things because you can do something like that you can you can sous vide a steak for example and you could put it yep. in there in the morning set a timer or yep. just let it sit all day because all mm -hmm. it's doing is staying at the same temperature the whole time. So it never really changes the inside. Well, that's correct. And she has the app on her phone, which allows her to, you know, do everything, control all that's of awesome. that. Start, finish time, you know, all of that. And so anyway, that, that's certainly one of my favorites just because of how she prepares it. And, uh, and this is, I think the second or third time she's done it. We've tried several things with steaks like that because we both enjoy that, you know, once a week, maybe every other week or something like that, but uh, uh, nice, sure. uh, a good meal like that. So any, anyway, that's one of them. She really has, I mean, there are so many things that she's made where I go, man, and I'll admit I'm kind of an easy target too. <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> it's not like right. I don't like food. There's very little, I'm not a big fan of anchovies. Um, I can take them in, you know, really small amounts. Uh, other than that. Okay. I pretty much will eat anything, uh, at least U.S.-based stuff. I haven't had monkey brains or <laughs> anything like that. But, uh, How do you know? <laughs> maybe I have. To my knowledge, I haven't. Well, yeah. I was going to go really dark there, but I, I'm going to pull back because we're, we're getting close to the end here. But I do have one question because you had Thank mentioned goodness. it earlier. Do you yeah. prep for the week or do you, does Lisa prep for the week? I've tried it in the past, and I just – you know, where I have everything stacked up in the freezer or the fridge or whatever. And, uh, I'm, I just don't stick to it. Could yeah. I could eat the same thing every day for lunch or every day for dinner and I'd be fine. Lisa, would yeah, I'm the same way with that. She would never. Nope. 
that would not happen. Neither so, would Jennifer. Yep. And so I, I just, or Peyton. I kind of do whatever, and I'm sure Peyton wouldn't, and Michael never would have either uh, when he was growing up. So um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I've tried it. It's a challenge. And then, as you know, when we travel, it, so what? It sits in the freezer and I come back a week later. Yeah. <laughs> got, and then you got to thaw know, it out. And, yeah. All frozen. yeah. And I, I don't do well with leftovers. I don't like anything over a day. I, it's out. It my now my wife will eat it if it as long as it doesn't have fuzz on it. And yeah, on some things if it has fuzz, she might just wipe the fuzz off. I can't do that. If it's <laughs> if it's a day old, I'm I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. I so we all. try to prep meals, and yep. they don't they don't last a week. And I figure, okay, I'll prep all these meals, put them in the fridge, and then I'll even put them in days. And then I find that they something happened and they get off the schedule and then those things sit in the in the fridge for yep. a week. And of course, I'm not going to eat them when I get home. So prepping doesn't do yeah, well for understood. us. One thing I would like to do before I wrap up, and I'm only saying that that way because it's about wrapping things up. You're so funny. I want to get a, I try. I know. It's one of those, uh, those uh, air extractors. Where you put all of your food, you can prep we all your have food, one put it works in a bag, like crap. sucked all those. In. Maybe I bought Does a it? cheap one or something. It was like a hundred some bucks, but I, I, it doesn't work great. And we thought the same thing. Oh, well, this will be, well, maybe there are some that do, or maybe I just got a bad one. But I, yeah, they're just not awesome. I, mine is not awesome. Yeah. I put, and what happened, well, the, the, the idea well, behind I'm, it. The idea is what Go happened ahead. and it made me mad is I had a couple of nice steaks that I did the extraction and put them in the freezer. And for some reason, the air got in oh. and they were frosty within a couple of days. And I was like, that come sucks. on. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, sorry. That was, well, yeah. I was, I was going to say that the whole idea behind that, and then you had mentioned the sous vide is you can supposedly prep all your meals like that and then prep in compartments. So your meat and protein in one section, you've got your vegetables in yeah. the other section, yeah. your cooked rice and you suck all the air out, stick it in the freezer. Yep. And then the morning that you want that, you just pull that particular meal out, toss it in the sous vide. And then oh. it's, it's done by the time That'd you get home. Cool. That's the whole idea mm -hmm. behind it. And they show that, but I have yet to try it or see if that works. Hmm. So yeah. You, you have a but sous if anyone you has, I okay. do not. Well, I if you're one. nice to me, I maybe just, I'll get you one for Christmas. There's a lot of things. Yeah. Aw, I'm never nice to you, so I guess that's <laughs> not the way. Yeah. You're just going to have to make some dinner. If anyone has... All right. Well, I'm going to give you barbecue sauce. That's true. I'll give you some hot sauce. That'll yeah. pay back, though. And then we're going to eat it all live on We're going to eat it live, YouTube, and I think we're going to have to have some rum cake, too, to finish things off. So. Yeah. yeah, and people can find us... Where? ...and watch those things yeah. if they find us on YouTube... Or Facebook yeah. at facebook.com slash potty mouths. Yep. YouTube is slash potty mouths as well. You can find us on Instagram at uh, potty mouths. Or yep. we also Twitter. post a lot on, well, yeah, Twitter at mouths potty. Mouth potty. I'm sorry, that was your line. I was ready. Oh, I'm sorry. Let no. me try that again. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at mouths potty. There you go. Or uh, last, but uh, certainly not least, well, not last, because I do have one more, but sort of last from the social media aspect mm -hmm. is our Eat, Drink, Road Instagram account as well. Eat, uh, I have talked dot Road. That's right. And I've talked to a couple of our listeners who um, have stuff to send oh, awesome. me, and we're going to post some of their stuff up there as well. I think that'll be really neat to see some we uh, a picture of Bill's, tricks. 
We need a picture of Bill's truck. I have a picture of Bill's truck. And of course, you know, me being the loser I am, I haven't posted it yet. <laughs> I will. Bill, if you're I listening, think we, I think you everybody. have a picture of the new owner with the truck <laughs> or maybe the owner that bought it from that guy, you know, yes. a couple of years ago, then yes. I'll post it or at least I'll post it in a couple of years. So we'll get it up there eventually. That'd be good. And I think I speak for all of the Potty Mouse listeners that you really need to get to work on that recipe page to that site too. So. Maybe yeah, we'll do that Potty Mouse recipes. You have nothing else to do. And then you can post to that. I could. Yeah. It's like I have nothing else to do. Because <laughs> you're not right. All just nothing but time. Nothing but time. Uh-uh. Yeah. Because this is our, you know, our one and only job. This Potty yes, Mouse. This is all we do. Yeah. They only work an hour a week. That's right. What's wrong with them? Well, it's an hour and two minutes now. I'm going into overtime. Oh my and if gosh, you want to help us pay for our overtime or help us pay so this actually is our day job that'd be awesome wouldn't it support us on patreon okay, you know what so it only what? takes it only takes a thousand people to donate one dollar every month on patreon yeah it's gonna take more than that or two dollars uh, <laughs> let's say it's five dollars five dollars thousand people five dollars a month yeah let's do ten so ten, ten. okay support, how about 20 20 I support, <laughs> I support two people on patreon and i do 10 bucks each a month. So it's not much. It's not much. It's a little. And it's kind of cool, though, because I feel kind of a connection to them. And you get special Patreon, you know, posts and stuff like that. And incidentally, if you ever want to do that, Nick, we have some levels of giving back to like our top Patreon Mm -hmm. supporters. And I have some potty mouth shirts right in my office here that um, we might make available. To some of our, I don't yeah. know. I think if somebody starts giving like a thousand a month, I can find my way clear to getting them a shirt. I might even give them a hug. <laughs> a hug. I can't even get hug hey, out of my mouth. That's how excited I, I am about that concept. I think a thousand a month, we'll get them Bill's next truck. Mm. Easily. That'd be a good idea. Or, Are you drinking uh, bourbon? It sounds like you're no, drinking well, it's, rum. It's, well, yeah, rum. There you go. <laughs> <sighs> No, I was drinking water because you have me parched. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm hungry from our our episode. Good. That's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. Make people hungry for exactly. more food. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, Thanks, John. Brother. It has been a pleasure as always. Always great talking with you. And and we're gonna do. We got to do face to face next time, or maybe the time after when yes. we do our uh, yes. eating and tasting. I, I'm so that's I'm really pumped awesome. about that. We'll I mean, that's I'm excited about a lot of episodes. I, I was too. really excited about Bill's episode. I was really excited about Stephen and Matt, yep. and even Peyton, even though hers was kind of a last minute thing. But it was, I was awesome. really excited about it. This is this is something I'm passionate about. Yep. And I'm really excited about too. So that'd be cool. I hope everyone else can can join and us. We've got uh, we've we got other that. interviews we're gonna do too. We're gonna talk with Mike soon and we're gonna talk with Matt. And we've got just a lot of awesome people that we just can't wait to bring to you. And so if you have comments or if you have anything you want to add to it, make sure you let us know and reach us any of those places Nick talked about. Woo! Or you know, simple, simple enough, you can find us all of those places by going to pottymouths.com. And we have a chat feature up there now. You can chat with us. Oh gosh, that's I shouldn't scary, have told anyone it? that. That is very <laughs> scary. You're going to be answering chats all the time, all the time. <laughs> yep. Nick, Crap. been a pleasure. Thanks, everybody. All right, bye, everyone. Talk to you soon. See you. <laughs>